My name is Walker, AKA the Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. What's up everybody, I'm Walker Retail Ranger. This podcast is about my personal and professional experiences from working in the retail industry for 35 years. Each week, we'll have a different co-host and an interview with another retail ranger. The views and opinions on this podcast are mine and not those of my employer. Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Walker Retail Ranger, and I'm joined today by my beautiful bride, Liz. How are you, Liz? I'm doing fantastic. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Looking good. Looking good. So today we're going to talk about um, hiring. Um, As of the pandemic, obviously hiring became kind of an issue. And I know it was an issue when you were still in the buildings. Yes. It was bad before we even had the pandemic, quite honestly, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard finding uh, qualified folks. And we always use the mantra, hey, if they're uh, good, they've already got a job type thing. Yes. Yes. Um, I know during the pandemic, we, we were able to hire quite a few folks and quite a few folks did show up and do the gig. I mean, they actually like grabbed on and they're part of the squad now, but it seems over the last year or so, because I think we're about to approach year three of this pandemic, which is hard to believe, um, it's getting harder and harder to hire qualified people, um, we have a hiring process that we use. We have interview packets and we follow those questions because um, we want to be consistent when we're following the hiring process. Um, but our job board, when we, when we post our jobs both externally and internally, it is just uh, pressing um, the amount of people that actually, they don't apply via that. So our company has kind of gone outside the box and gone with a third party kind of recruiter. I won't say the name of the website, but it rhymes with Shimdeed, <laughs> right? So I get emails all the time um, that so-and-so applied for a position, right? Right. And I look through these things and I tell you that there is hardly any retail rangers out there looking for jobs because it makes sense that they're already working somewhere, right? Exactly. So the struggle is real. Our, Our sales are still up over the year before the year before because people still shop. It's kind of crazy. Um, so anyways, I had, after our snowstorm last Sunday, Monday, I think it was, um, I took some time Friday or Thursday and went through some applications online and uh, through my email, and I set up a lot of interviews for Friday and Saturday. So I believe I had, let me see here, I don't want to be wrong, one, two, three, four, I had four scheduled for Friday. That, that, that's fair. Oh. That chair made me sound like I pooted. <laughs> no. I swear I did not because Liz would call me out, would you? Oh, yes. Yes. Not that I ever do that. So I had four scheduled for uh, Friday, which was a couple days ago, and then uh, another couple for Saturday. So my my 10 o'clock that we were corresponding via our my work email, you know, I, I emailed this person and said, hey, I've got some times open on Friday. Would you be interested to interview and we, she agreed, and we we agreed on a 10 o'clock time. Liz, what do you think happened at 10 o'clock that day? Uh, probably she didn't show up. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Look at that wedding ring. So here, people, 
I mean, that, that is the first no-no when it comes to interviews. If you schedule an interview, do not do a no-call, no-show. That, that is the worst thing that could happen. I get it. You might have gotten another job. You might have thought about it and said, hey, no, I'm good. But communicate with that person because literally I, I did everything I had to do that morning with the hopes of clearing my schedule for 10 o'clock so I could give that person their undivided attention. I know. It's just rude. Just a call and say, hey, I changed my mind. Yeah, and, and that actually did happen. There was a, a person that had applied for, I have a produce manager position that I'm currently hiring for, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But <laughs> I had um, emailed somebody and said, hey, I see you had applied for the produce manager position. Um, I'd like to set up an interview. And then a couple of days later, a couple of days went by and I got a correspondence back that said, hey, thank you. I found another job, but wow. I appreciate the opportunity. So guess what? If that other job opportunity ever falls flat for that person, I'm still open to interviewing them. How about Miss 10 o'clock yesterday? Do you think I'm going to interview her? Probably not. Probably not. Because if you're not going to show up for something like that, you obviously didn't want it, right? Right. So that's how my day started. Uh, no call, no show. Then I had a scheduled interview for, I had two scheduled, I double booked. So <laughs> I, yep, it happens. I had two 1 p.m. Friday interviews. So I was going to have my qualified assistant store manager do one of the interviews and I was going to do the other one. So again, I kind of hustled and bustled, got my stuff done. So I'd be ready at one o'clock. Well, at quarter to one, um, since I, I get my work email on my phone now, so I get a notification. So at quarter to one, I get an email from a gentleman that I was supposed to interview. Now, let me, uh, let me tell you about this guy. Okay. Yeah. You're going to love this one. <laughs> you, you can feel it already. Can't you? Yes. If yes. this was a video podcast, you could probably see my ears are getting red. <laughs> so this guy's current job is for a ride sharing service, Liz. Okay. So, so what does he do for a living? He is pretty much a taxi service. Correct, right? He drives people to work. So at quarter to one, I get an email. Um, you know what? I'm going to backtrack. Uh, the email trail with this guy first started off as almost one of those, I'm a Nigerian prince and I've got a million dollars thing because the verbiage he used on it just seemed kind of weird. It was like, hi, good morning, sir, all up in the top part of it. You know, people don't really talk like that. I let the first one go, but his second correspondence, I think he was trying to figure out, oh yeah, remember what his job is, right? He's a rideshare guy. Yes, yes. He emailed me and asked me what the address was. Wow, okay. Yeah, so that, that's kind of scary. Uh, one of the other correspondences with another, good hi, good afternoon, sir, was um, responding back to the time frame that I'd given him. Because I said, hey, I'm available between 8 and 11 and 1 and 4. And he emails me back. What do you think time he asked for? 12? Yes. <laughs> he asked for 12. And I said, well, that's not going to work for me. I said, how about 1 o'clock? He said, well, that's fine. Uh, but then he had also emailed me and asked me the address. And that kind of got me a little nervous, too. So anyways, he emails me at quarter to one and says his car broke down, Liz. Well, that's not good for business. No, it's not. Especially if that's what your main current job right, is, right. Is, is driving people around. And I was asking myself myself. No, that sounded kind of weird. Um, but seriously, the guy drives for a living. Did he not know anybody else or did he not know anyone else that had a vehicle that could have got him to the job? Right. Or could he have, I don't know, used a ride share service himself. He could, <laughs> he could have gotten one of those 
It rhymes with bloober things. He could have gotten one of those. But obviously he didn't want the job. So my response to him was, hey, I'll, I'll check out, or I'll look at the first of the week, see if I have any openings. We'll go from there. What are the odds that I'm going to hire this dude? Slim and none. Slim to none. I'm going to lean heavily towards the none. But anyways, so I also had a, the, the second interview I was telling you about that I was going to have my assistant manager take care of. That was at one o'clock, right? Right. So he emailed me at one o'clock, at one o'clock on the dot. Said uh, he apologized, but he just remembered he had to pick up his kid from school. Oh my goodness! So if you're not responsible enough to pick up your kid from school, or a know that you yeah, need or it, remember yeah, I know I'm forgetting something. <laughs> hmm. So, all right. So I, I responded back. Hey, sorry to hear that. How about uh, tomorrow? Tomorrow? Excuse me. I just oh, um, Walker. I know. I I'm gassy. <laughs> it is a small room, though. I will give you fair warning if it happens. Well, you'll hear it. The mic will probably pick it up. Anyways, oh, I digress. Me. Help you. Um, so we agreed on 2 o'clock on Saturday. So he was originally scheduled for Friday, 1 p.m. Said he couldn't get there because he had to go pick up his kid. Right. So we agreed on 2 p.m. Saturday. So what do you think happened at 2 p.m. Saturday? Uh, no call, no show. That is correct. Man, we are just going with these no uh, call, yeah. no shows. That is just frustrating as a interviewer to put your stuff aside. You know, I'm a retail ranger. I, I've got stuff to do. There is no downtime. No downtime. No downtime, right? You're going from the minute you hit the, the ground, you open those doors, it's go time. And if you do get any quiet time, that's when you do paperwork and all that other less fun stuff, we'll call it. So... Those were the first three interviews of Friday. So out of three, I had a th- none. None showed up, right? <laughs> right, right? So that's not good. So I had another one scheduled for 3.30 p.m. Uh, I'm going to tell you, this person that did show up for their interview did not show up at 3.30. What time did they show up? They showed up at 3.37. Okay. Which, if, I don't know, I'm looking at my watch, that's past 3.30. Right. Right. So if you're going to be going to an interview, my advice would be get there early. Stuff happens. Get there 15 minutes early, half an hour early. Walk the building. Walk around. Especially if you don't know exactly where you're headed. You don't know, you know, the area. Right. You might want to leave a little early. Well, we'll get into this a little bit more, but this would have been a great idea for this person to walk around my store and kind of see what we really did. Uh, yeah. So this person showed up at three thirty-seven. Uh, we go to the back office there for the interview and, uh, looking at that person's resume, they had, oh, I guess September three months of experience as an assistant manager at a fast food pizza joint. Okay. All right. Um, their prior experience was for two months during tax season, they worked for one of those companies that does taxes, you know, January, February, whatever. So that was the the epitome of their resume. And and I guess just, I'm desperate. I'm looking for people. And I will tell you, I've always said from the get-go, and you, you, I know you agree with this one, you can teach technical but you can't teach work ethic, passion, drive. You can't teach that. You can show that, but if you have somebody that is late for work, 
you're probably going down the wrong road or late for the interview. You're probably going down the wrong path. You can teach technical like there's no tomorrow. I can teach you how to do anything in the building, but I can't teach you to be passionate about it. Right. It's, it's a state of mind. It is. All right. So <laughs> the interview started and I could tell pretty quickly that this person was nervous because that's one thing that comes up a lot of times is, is people get nervous, right? Right. You know, I mean, you're sitting in front of somebody you don't know in a, a weird place that you've never been through the back of the grocery store. I mean, ooh. <laughs> so I could tell the kid was nervous. And another little nugget that I've picked up over the years is it's okay for there to be some quiet time when you're talking to somebody. Yes. Right? There's a reason. There is. So usually when we're asking excuse me, questions on our interview packet. Those are pretty specific questions that are supposed to engage the other person in conversation. Uh, Far too often people come to that interview with the, I'm a people person, hard worker, blah, 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 you know, generic stuff, right? Right. I'm sure you've seen that, heard that. I mean, if I ever hear I'm a people person, I swear. (laughs) That just, you can't see it, but I roll my eyes. (laughs) I don't know how I do that, but... So, so this person, um, when he came in for his interview late and I started questioning him about his prior experience, he, he had a hard time telling me. So I thought maybe he's nervous or B, I thought maybe there was a language barrier or, or some kind of, I, I don't know. There was something that was a little off. Well, we, we get to talking and, and I go through the the questions that we're supposed to ask on the interview thing. Cause you know, they were very specific with that. But then when I started my conversation piece at the end of the official interview, that's when crap hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. It, it was not good. Um, so I was hiring for, I am hiring for a produce sales manager and folks in the retail industry know that that is a person that puts up fruits and veggies, right? Yes. Yes. Right. I can't believe I'm even seeing, saying this because I've never heard of this, but I guess it does make sense in some people's heads. If you're not a retail ranger to any degree, um, this guy thought he was applying for a, no, stick with me. Okay. I'm Pro- trying. I'm working on it. Produce sales manager. Okay. Not, not, not produce like fruits and veggies, but like produce, like as in create sales. Yes. So that, that was kind of a, an aha moment for me. <laughs> and I, I I did ask him if he had worked for our company before. And he said, yes. And I said, okay. I said, well, that's interesting. That's not on your resume. And he started going into this thing and he felt comfortable with this, but he said that um, he wasn't sure what people like to see on their resumes. Hmm. He wasn't sure how people would take that. And I said, well, you know, just for me, if you're applying for the company that I work for, and you've worked for that company before, you should probably have that on your resume. Absolutely. And and I asked him, uh, he said he worked at the distribution center at, at the warehouse. And I said, which one? And he said, the one that's 40 minutes from my house. So he didn't, he wasn't sure what it was called. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. All right, that's fair. But I don't know where he lives. <laughs> I mean. True. Right. And when I was also going through his resume, there was these, uh, there was a part on there where it said that he researched the P and L. 
and he was highly proficient at it. A profit and loss statement. Oh, thank you. A yes. profit and loss statement. You're a retail ranger. You know what P&L <laughs> means. So I asked him, I said, hey, what does, uh, or what profit and loss statements, or no, I'm sorry, what, what P&L statements did you um, research? And he kind of went silent. And I was like, all right, maybe he's processing. Let's give him a few minutes. Let that silence do the heavy lifting, right? <laughs> yeah. And he looked at me and he said, well, I, what do you mean? I said, well, it says here you're highly proficient at um, researching P&Ls. And he says, well, I don't understand what that acronym is. I said, okay. Uh-oh. I said, well, that's, that's a profit and loss statement. And he went, profit and loss? I said, yeah, that's kind of a general term of what we use to measure our profit and loss at the end of the year or monthly or whatever. And he, he was shocked. So <laughs> that kind of made me wonder about some of these third-party, like, job sites. You know, if they're letting people take proficiency tests and they're proving to be highly proficient, with my little air quotes here, really? Because if, if he was applying for a job where his job was going to be literally researching my P&L... Houston, we would have had a problem. <laughs> the other lighthearted part of this interview was this guy got excited when he did get excited. So he's apparently from Massachusetts. And I, I just happened to, you know, show that I'm a human. I'm not just a retail ranger. I, I said, I was born in Massachusetts. And he was like, no way. All excited. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, cool. Dude's excited. I was born in the same uh, state that he was. But as I was talking and going through the canned interview questions and I would respond with a affirmative or kind of try to dig a little bit more or say something, some insight about me, I got the no way. So this guy will forever no, be known as the no way guy. Um, number one, because that's what he said. But number two, would I hire him? No way. It was horrible. And I also had um, a couple other interviews that were scheduled, but these people had emailed back and they wanted to know what the pay scale was. And I told them what the range was and they were honest. They said that wasn't enough or whatever. So they, they moved right. on, but it just kind of hit me hard that, you know, I had what eight interviews, two of which were for the same person that when they had rescheduled, but seven of the eight didn't come, which is insane. That's disappointing. Yeah. It's super disappointing. And, and I don't know if it's, it's, what it is. I don't know. I've heard that there's still benefits being provided to folks for whatever child care tax credits or whatever. But I'll tell you the crew that I have in my building, my core group, they come to work, they work hard. And I do not want to bring no ways in there. And I don't know, I guess it would kind of be disrespectful if I were to give somebody like that an opportunity. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, he didn't give you a lot to go on, being as he wasn't sure what the role was. I mean, if anytime I interviewed for a job, I would look at the job description. Right. So had he done that, he would have seen, okay, I'm going to be putting out fruits and vegetables right. and maintaining quality and freshness and Right. doing inventories and but when he came in and he didn't even know what the role was much less that it was produce right um that that was a little disturbing i i think everybody deserves a chance but 
they kind of have to come in there with a little bit of knowledge about what they're applying for. Especially if it's a, it says manager in the job title. Right. right. If it said produce sales associate, you know, hey, we'll talk. But <laughs> right. like, like a produce sales manager, that is a huge responsibility. Oh, absolutely. And I, I will tell you that there is some highlights here. I did end up high, or interviewing um, two great candidates so far after that. And neither one of them had grocery retail experience. But the way they presented themselves, the funny thing, both of them, both of them were half an hour early. Half an hour early for their interview. That is a good sign. That's a very good sign. Right? And the other part, they were professionally dressed. I mean, they weren't wearing suits and ties, but they were they were neat and clean. Um, they were very respectful of my time. You know, they appreciated the opportunity to be interviewed. And, and when I, uh, the first interview that I had, that person is in an industry currently that has nothing to do with grocery retail. But the conversation that we had showed me this person has a passion for being at work on time. It shows me they have a passion for taking care of customers. I mean, even though they weren't in grocery retail, they were in a, like, I think it was, did I say healthcare? No. They were in the healthcare industry, taking care of people. And just the stories that I was able to get out of this person, it shows me this person is, is passionate about people. Without him saying, I'm a people person. Yeah, he did not say, I'm a people person. He told me through his story and, and his, his nuggets of, oh man, I hate saying, I said nuggets. Again. Dang it. But the way he was just telling me, you, you could tell he had a passion for taking care of people. So that, that leads me to believe, hey, this person's going to be taking care of customers. It's going to be very respectful of the rest of my team. I don't know. I, I had a really, really good feeling. And that person, all I got to do is teach them technical, right? It, you don't have to work in a grocery store to get a good position right. in a grocery store. Correct. It's all about wanting to learn and asking questions and getting to work on time. That's key. <laughs> and taking care of customers. It, it, that's really all it is. And then we put stuff up on the shelves and we go home, Right. Right. For the most part. Yeah. I was going to say, there were some times. Yeah. Well, plus we got to deal with the <laughs> psychology sometimes. That's, that'll be another episode. But the second person I interviewed, same thing. They had some retail experience in, in the drug care industry, not grocery retail, but same thing. Half an hour early. They came in, they had a notebook. They wrote down um, pertinent information that they wanted to remember for later. They had some questions written down there for me. It was great. Mm-hmm. I actually, out of the... I think it was 10, at 10 interviews, two were fantastic. The other ones were horrifying <laughs> to the point where here I am talking about it, right? So I, I went from zero to now I've got to make a, a very tough decision. I've got two very qualified, I mean, not technically, but professionally and personally qualified people to do a job. So I'm thinking in the future... Because I need bench strength. Yes. Because you know as well as I do, like you lose somebody, if you don't have player B ready to step up in that role, it's horrible. Right. And you're going to be rolling up your sleeves as well. What did I do over the holidays this year? I was the market or the meat manager. Yes. You know, for two and a half months, I didn't have a meat manager during Thanksgiving. You know, heavy frozen turkeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But seriously, I'm kind of not in the best physical shape anymore, but those turkeys, whew, 
man, all right, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Flashbacks. So, yeah, it kind of was. I got PTS turkey. So my plan is, is to try to figure out a way to get both of these folks on board in my building. I'm going to have to figure out where I can best fit this person because that'll be good bench strength for down the road. That's how confident I felt. Not from the canned questions that we legally have to ask everybody, but from the conversation that we had. Yeah. Just shooting the breeze. The feel that you got. Yeah, it was a good feel. Your gut, they say your gut feels a combination of your, uh, what, your gut and your brain or something. No, I don't know. I screwed that up. <laughs> Anyways. We your head and your heart? I don't know. Yeah, that's what it is. The, the gut, your, exactly. Your gut feeling is the combination of your heart and your head, your yes. brain. Don't think with just your brain and definitely don't think with your heart. I've done some of those before. I have too and been burned. Yeah. Yeah. The heartburn. Oh, the old heartburn. You know, but at least you can go to bed at night knowing you gave somebody a shot, right? Oh, yeah. That's kind of the key. So that was uh, the last couple days after an amazing snowstorm week, the interview process. Just to recap, if you're going to interview, show up for the interview. Be early for the interview and be prepared to have conversations and tell stories. Please, can we, can we drop the I'm a people person vernacular out of it? <laughs> Seriously? Well, I've actually gone online and looked at interview questions for that particular company. That's a good idea. And I would write things down just so I would, I would have, I would feel somewhat prepared yeah. for what they were going to ask me. So it wasn't, I'm not sitting there looking like a deer in the headlights. Right. You know, um, so there weren't any major surprises. I kind of wanted to feel as comfortable as possible going in. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago where I was kind of blown away by an interview um, because the person actually asked me a question that no one had asked me before. And huh? I, I feel like I told you that, but like I said, it was a couple of years ago. But, you know, at the end of the interview, I said, hey, do you got any questions for me? And the person said, uh, actually, they were applying for a produce manager position at that time. <laughs> recurring theme but um he said what's the difference what do you see as a difference between a good produce manager and a great produce manager he asked me that wow yeah and i was like wow no, no, nobody's ever really kind of gone there with that and and it, it i sat there silent for a minute because i had to think silence is good sometimes it is and, and i responded back with what i felt was the difference between a good and a great you know good you come in you do your job every day everything's fresh and, and high quality and clean right but then great was somebody that trains and develops their people um really goes above and beyond taking care of our customers like if you had to jump on a register or whatever um and really somebody that would be trying to develop themselves as well and that person that I didn't end up hiring for that, um, because it was a good interview, did kind of move up. So that was kind of a cool thing. So that kind of showed you that that person has leadership potential when mm-hmm. they ask questions like that. Yeah. So. so that was pretty cool. Cool. I don't have a lot of interview experience, like myself being on the other side of it, because you know I've only had but so many jobs. But I've got a lot of experience on the asking questions side, and figured this would just be a good opportunity to share some stories and some lightheartedness. That's a hard word to say. <laughs> so, you feeling good? Yeah. Think yeah. you shut this thing down? 
Sounds like a plan. No way. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes way. Yes, I think it's time to shut her down. So thank you for listening to uh, My Beautiful Bride Lives and Myself today, and uh, we'll catch you on the flippity-flop. Peace. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Rangers.